0: Welcome to Ram Faith Radio. You see, if your spirit gets edified, it's going to affect your mind. It's also going to affect your body. Your mind is going to think sharper. When I'm going for an exam, you know, when I used to go for exams, I found out that if I spend a lot of time praying in tongues after reading my book, of course, it becomes easier to think sharp, to think straight. You're going for an interview, charge up your spirit. If your spirit is charged up, your mind is going to think clearer. Amen. Your mind is gonna think clearer. Going to that board meeting, going to that business meeting. Charge up yourself before going. Welcome to Remofate Radio with Reverend Talks and I could not dejumon. Right now, here's Reverend Talks with today's message. Turn with me to Mark's Gospel, chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. And I read verse 17. Mark 16, verse 17. The Bible says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Notice the last part of that verse, talking about one of the signs that will accompany believing ones. He said, this is Jesus speaking, that believing ones will speak with new tongues. Believing ones will speak with new tongues. In 1 Corinthians fourteen eighteen. Paul said something. He said, I thank my God. I speak with tongues more than ye all Now, Paul spoke in tongues more than the Corinthian church. He must have done an awful amount of talking in tongues. Amen. So we know that tongues aren't forbidden. They are encouraged in the Bible. So are there benefits? Why speak in tongues? What's the benefit of speaking in other tongues? Is there any use to it? Should we uh, take advantage of this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Howard Carter founded the oldest Pentecostal Bible school in the world. And um, he made a statement. He said, speaking in other tongues is not only an initial evidence of the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence. He said, but it should be a continual experience for the rest of one's life to assist in the worship of God. A flowing stream of praise that shall never dry up, but will enrich the life spiritually. We know that scriptural. Amen. Tongues, speaking in tongues, speaking much in other tongues is of tremendous value. Both privately in our private devotions and publicly in public worship or public gatherings. It's indeed a tremendous blessing. Now, what does the word of God have to say about it? What are the benefits of speaking in tongues? How do we mix faith with this practice so that we'll get the most out of it? You see, it's not just about praying in the spirit. You can pray in the spirit and we should, but the more we know about the value, the more we'll get out of it. The more faith will mix with the practice and the more blessed we will be. So, what are some of these benefits? Number one, first reason why every believer should speak in tongues is that it is the initial evidence of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It is the initial evidence of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. In Acts 2.4, the Bible says, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So this was the day of Pentecost. The Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, And how did we know they were filled? And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. In all five instances in the Acts of the Apostles, where people got filled with the Holy Ghost since the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, since the advent of the Holy Ghost, in this church dispensation, the initial evidence has been speaking in other tongues so that's the bible evidence of being filled with the holy ghost i heard somebody say something that how do you know you you've received the holy ghost well you know you've received the holy ghost because you asked you know because you asked yeah there's some merit there but the thing is this is like how do i know i'm healed well first peter two twenty four says by whose stripes you were healed now how do I know when the healing has manifested? The doctor pronounces, "I'm okay." Amen. The evidence of the healing has come. So is there a manifestation when somebody receives the Holy Ghost? It's by faith we receive the Holy Ghost, but when that faith comes to sight, there is an evidence, there is an initial evidence, and that initial evidence is speaking in other tongues. In Acts 1046. Now, how did they know that those folks in Cornelius' house, how did they know they had received the Holy Ghost? The Bible says, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. That's how they knew. So that's the initial evidence of the baptism in the Holy Ghost. So it's by faith we receive the Holy Ghost, yes. But when faith turns to sight, when uh, how do you know you have the money? I know I have the money because Philippians 4.19 says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So God's word is my evidence. However, when the money I'm believing for manifests, my bank account will tell, or my wallet will tell. There'll be the manifestation of it. So the manifestation of having received the Holy Ghost is speaking in other tongues. It is the initial evidence. Now, can somebody be filled with the Holy Ghost without speaking in tongues? Yes, in the Old Testament or during Jesus' earth walk, but since the day of Pentecost, every time somebody has been filled with the Holy Ghost, the person spoke in other tongues. So it's initial evidence. We know clearly in Ephesus, Acts 19.6, they spoke in tongues. We know uh, Saul of Tarsus, Acts 9.17, the Bible says that a nurse went his way, entering into the house, putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, had prayed to thee on the way as thou camest has sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Verse 18 says, immediately I fell from his eyes, scales. So we're not told that Paul spoke in tongues there, but in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, Paul said, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all." So when did he start? Well, when the rest of us started, when the rest of them started, when he got filled with the Holy Ghost. The only place where it's not that obvious is in Acts 8 in Samaria, verse 17 says they prayed for them when they had come prayed for them that they might receive the holy ghost they so laid hands on them they received the holy ghost now verse 18 says and when simon the sorcerer saw acts 18 uh that they had received the holy ghost uh, the, through the apostle's hands holy ghost was given he offered them money saying give me also this power that i sure i lay my hands he might receive the holy ghost now something must have registered on simon's physical senses from all indication it must have been that he saw them speaking in other tongues. Church history tells us that at Samaria, they spoke in tongues. So speaking in tongues is the initial evidence of being filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, can somebody have the Holy Ghost and not speak in tongues? Yes, anybody who's born again is born of the Spirit of God. He has the Holy Spirit within him. Now, do you need to speak in tongues to go to heaven? You don't, amen, you know? The only thing is that speaking in tongues may help you not go to heaven as quick as you might have done amen and may help you take more people with you to heaven so why fight tongues amen so it's the initial evidence subsequent to the new birth there's this other experience of being filled with the holy ghost which is the same thing as being baptized in the holy ghost which is the same thing as receiving the holy ghost and when people get filled with the holy ghost they speak in tongues i want you know, we believe in the Bible new birth, right? And we want a Bible experience. We believe in Bible healing and we want a Bible experience. Well, we believe in the Bible baptism in the Holy Ghost. And we want a Bible experience also. Praise God. So, like I said, our evidence for anything. Hebrews 11:1 says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So our faith is the evidence of what we don't see. The basis of our faith is the Bible. And from the Bible, there's some evidence. There's a Bible evidence. There's an initial sign. When people get filled with the Holy Ghost, they speak in tongues. Now, is the Holy Spirit tongues? He isn't. Is tongues the Holy Spirit? No, that's not the case. But when people get filled with the Holy Ghost, they speak in other tongues. What's the purpose of being baptized in the Holy Ghost? Acts one eight. Well, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem. And in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Luke 24, 49. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem, until ye be endued with power from on high. So the baptism in the Holy Ghost is an endowment with power from on high. For what purpose? For service, so that we will be witnesses. However, when we receive this infilling with the Holy Ghost, there's an accompanying initial evidence. And that evidence is speaking in other tongues. So that's the first reason why we speak in tongues. Why believers should speak in tongues? Because it's initial evidence. If you're born again and you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You need to be, be endued with this power from on high. If Jesus thought that you need to, believe me, He knew what He was talking about. We need to. We need to. Amen. So first reason it is the initial evidence of the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Now second reason why every believer should speak in tongues. First Corinthians 14:4. Four, the Bible says, "For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself, edifieth himself, he builds up himself like an edifice, he improves himself. Another translation says, you know, sometimes people go for all these self-help courses self-improvement courses look there's one you can take right in the privacy of your bedroom won't cost you a dime is to speak in other tongues you are edifying yourself you are charging up yourself yeah i have two phones now i don't care how much credit you've got on your phone you could load a hundred thousand on your phone if the battery on that phone is out you are not going to be as much as able to pick a number from that phone to call the person on another phone. Why? Because the battery is out. Yes, you have credit on the phone, it's loaded, but you need some power there too. Now, there's some believers they feed on the word of God, and that's commendable. We ought to feed on God's word, but you see, as important as feeding on God's word is, and it's primary, there's something you get from praying in tongues you won't get from feeding on the word. There's an edification you get from the word. Uh, uh, you don't get any other way and there's that which you get from praying in the spirit that you get from only praying in the spirit so it's a means of spiritual edification now some people are word people and we all all ought to be word people we ought to feed regularly on god's word we ought to study the word of god regularly we ought to build the word of god into our spirits but listen in addition to that charge up your spiritual battery charge it up charge it up charge it up amen our spiritual batteries need to be charged full. Now, most of us, before you came out this morning, you charged your phone to 100%. And then um, what happens? You begin to use that phone. It probably, it's probably not 100% anymore because you've begun to dissipate some of the charge. Now, depending on how much work you do on that phone, by noon the, it may be out. By four o'clock it may be out. Before evening it may be out. And then you need to charge it again. Listen, in the same way, we need to charge up our spiritual batteries. He that speaks in an unknown tongue charges up himself like a battery. He builds up himself. He builds up himself. Amen. We need to build up ourselves. You know one thing you can't very you can't very much build up someone else until you've been built up yourself. You can't edify someone else until you've been edified yourself. Smith goes off. That's a man that uh, somebody told Brother Hagin and Kate McVeigh said he met the same man, and the man told her, too, that he personally knew of 23 people that were raised from the dead through Smith Wigglesworth. Well, I don't know if you've woken 23 people from sleep. The man raised 23 people from the dead. Wow, (laughs) that's a no mean feat. That's a no mean feat. 23 people raised from the dead. That's phenomenal. So um, Wigglesworth was asked, now, what's the secret of his success he asked him he said is it an education he said no it, it isn't he was an on school plumber they were wearing the child labor laws in his day and um he started working at age eight he never went to school they said is it pulpit etiquette he said what so called he had never heard the term before uh, then they said then what's the secret he said well it's tongues i edify myself two hours in tongues in the afternoon and i go to the meeting at night and i edify the people.'" So there's something about edifying ourselves, charging up our spiritual batteries, charging up our spiritual batteries. Now in relation to this, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 in verse 2, the Bible says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. It says, For no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. One translation says he speaks divine secrets. See, God has given to the church a divine means of supernatural communication with himself where you can have a head bypass. You know, sometimes you want to give somebody a head bypass in surgery. You can have a head bypass, bypass your understanding. There are certain things that are a mystery. What's going to happen today is a mystery. Whether Afghanistan is going to get another bombing today is a mystery. Whether somebody will die today is a mystery. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. All we know about is what happened, right? Yeah, but God knows the future better than we know the past. Amen. We can pray out the mystery of God's plans. We can pray out the mystery of God's purposes. There are certain things that God wants them to stay at mysteries, even to your own understanding. Now, you know, Joseph, Joseph got to that position in Egypt, second to Pharaoh, praise God. But you know what? Was that the route God wanted to get him there through? We don't know. Well, that's, was that the only way he could have become what he became in Egypt? We don't know. And I guess not. Now, what if Joseph had kept the dreams of the things God showed him to himself and had not set them out? What if he hadn't told his brothers? Maybe they per- perhaps might not have been envious of him. You see, there are certain things about God's plans, about God's purposes for our lives, that if we knew them, we would get fearful and we could use our own mouths to stop them. There are certain things that God wants them to stay a mystery even to you. He doesn't want your head to know, because you could mess it up. There are certain things about the future. Now, of course, there are things he also wants us to know, which he will let us know. But you see, when we pray in the Spirit, it's a divine means of supernatural communication with God. We're having a heart-to-heart conversation. Now, personally, uh, when it comes to praying in the spirit when i'm praying in the spirit i don't like to put my hands in my pocket i'm not saying there's anything wrong with doing that if you're in a place where the weather is all cold and you need to put your hands in your pocket put your hands in your pocket i also you know don't shout you know when i'm praying in other tongues you know why i don't because i'm actually having a conversation with my father i'm having a conversation with my father god so i talk in tones as though i were talking to someone because that's exactly what's going on. I have that same understanding. Now, I know sometimes in prayer we get fervent. Sometimes in prayer we get earnest. James five sixteen says, Confess your faults one to another. Pray one for another that you may be healed. It says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The Amplified classic on that says, The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. You know, sometimes in your family, you're talking family business. And the, uh, and the conversation kind of gets a bit intense. Yeah, that could happen. Sometimes you're praying, and there's an earnestness that comes to it. There's a passion that comes to it. You're talking, and he's like, ah, daddy, no, now. No, 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 that, that won't be okay. Right? It happens. In the same way, when we're conversing with our father, things get earnest in prayer. But you know, some people think that if I'm not shaking my head, you know, I'm shaking my body, and if I'm not praying like this, That I'm not praying. Do you talk to your father like that? If you came to talk to your father. You said daddy I want to talk to you. I have something important to tell you. You have to listen to me now. Will your father not send for a neurologist? Listen. You are conversing with your father. Yeah so just talk. You are talking with your father. And then you know prayer is not a monologue. It's a dialogue. So sometimes when you are praying. Now you see sometimes you can get on. auto autopilot in tongues where our hearts really well we're praying out of our hearts so let me put it like this our minds are not on our praying how will you like it anybody here who's married you're married okay how would you like it if your husband wanted to talk to you and as he was talking to you he said oh i can multitask continue talking continue talking and then he was replying an email and then he was listening won't you feel like taking that phone and smashing it? And saying, can you just give me your attention for once? Yeah, I know you're talking to me, but what if you put your mind in this conversation? Isaiah 26.3 says, That will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee, for he trusteth in thee. Yes, I know. 1 Corinthians 14.14 14 says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I'll pray with the Spirit, and I'll pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Uh, that's verse 15 the amplified classic of that 14th verse says for so if i pray in an unknown tongue my spirit by the holy spirit within me prays my mind is unproductive bears no fruit and helps nobody so i know my mind is not involved but listen when I, i'm conversing with my father just out of reverence i want to keep my mind there it's not as though it's not effective you see but those are some of the things that will help us get more out of our praying and then you know sometimes you want to put out your spiritual antenna and there are things maybe he wants to tell you about what you're praying about but when your mind is everywhere else except on the conversation you're having with him how will that be able to happen you know for instance let's say jesus were here on the earth and um, we were going to have a conversation and he was in the car and i was driving you know i'll be talking with him while i'm driving the car won't you supposing jesus sat by your side in the plane and you are both going somewhere. You know you can just be having a conversation with him while he's there. And then you crack a he cracks a joke once in a while. Some people think Jesus doesn't crack jokes. Some people's idea of Jesus is is like someone his face is always looking like let us pray. Listen, Jesus couldn't have been like that. He gave his disciples. He gave some of them nicknames. He, he named he nicknamed Peter. He did. He nicknamed James and John. Called them sons of thunder. So Jesus was the kind of person. Who will say, "Emekus, how far?" That's how Jesus must have been. Yeah, you think he wasn't? Get to heaven and find out. He may give you a high five. You know, yeah, he was a good guy. Someone that they could lean on his chest. John could lean on his chest, on his bosom. Yeah, that doesn't look like one taskmaster, one difficult guy, you one funny fella. No, so you see. You know, you can have such a conversation with him while you're in your car. You know, you can even be at breakfast and he's at breakfast with you and you're talking together, right? Yeah. You know, you can just be having a conversation with him. And that's why we can pray in the spirit. You know, there are times when, listen, I shut everything down. I want to pray. And we should all have that time. We should all have our devotion time. But then there are also times when I'm just going about my normal activities of the day and i'm just conversing with the father that's also good amen let's have this at the back of our mind you're conversing with the father you're conversing with the father you're talking divine secrets you're charging up your spiritual batteries your spirit is being built up your spirit has been edified you know there was one time i'd spent some time praying in other tongues and then the devil asked me said how do you feel do you feel different i said no that i can tell are you sure you haven't wasted your time no i haven't the Bible says he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. I just spent uh, a few hours edifying myself. That's what I did. Then the devil said to my mind, like he does yours too, but do you feel edified? I said it has nothing to do with it. Walk by faith, not by feeling. The Bible says he edifies himself. So I've, I've been edified. Yeah, because I did what the Bible says produces that edification. Amen. Praise God. So it's a means of spiritual edification, spiritual build-up many times christians have trouble with the flesh Hmm? and when i say flesh there's a whole lot to the flesh i'm not just talking about immorality yeah immorality is flesh but there's a whole broad spectrum to that flesh thing a whole lot galatians 5 19 to 21 tells us the broad spectrum of flesh now the thing is this the stronger our spirit is the easier it becomes to overcome the flesh yes we build the word of god into our hearts but listen if you will also take time to pray in other tongues, some of those Yaman Yama temptations that just come and you fall like a pack of cards and you misbehave, and after misbehaving you start asking yourself, "Why did I do that? Why couldn't I have done different?" Listen, just spend more time praying in tongues. Your spiritual batteries get charged up, your spirit gets built up, your spirit gets strengthened. And there's no how your spirit will get strengthened that it won't be easier for you to overcome the flesh. There's no way your spirit gets strengthened that your relationship, your fellowship with God is not going to get more intimate. If you're talking with him and you're building up your spirit and it's through our spirits that he guides us, then it stands to reason that people who pray a lot in tongues will tend to be more sensitive to the leading of the Holy Ghost. Will tend to be more sensitive to the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Will tend to be more sensitive to the flow of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So he edifies himself. He charges up himself like a battery. He improves himself. Amen. Ask your neighbor, have you improved yourself today? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not talking about shuke shuke, two minutes tongues under the shower. Thank God for under the shower, but I'm talking about considerable time to pray in the spirit, to pray in other tongues, to stir up the gift of God inside you. You see, ministry gifts, endowments, they are resident within man's spirit, the person who's called into whatever office now when you build up yourself charge up your spirit the endowment that is inside your spirit is also charged up so if you're going to minister spend good time praying in other tongues charge up your spirit that endowment the gift of god inside you the call of god inside you it just gets built up too i've also found something out if i'm able to take considerable time praying in other tongues i have better utterance even in teaching even in preaching. Because you see, my tongue is hooked up to my spirit when I pray in tongues. So I'm able to speak more out of my spirit with the energy of the Holy Ghost. Amen. He improves himself. He makes himself better. Amen. His spirit becomes sharper. Media folks, folks who work on creative stuff, listen, don't think it's just us preachers who need to pray in tongues. There is creativity in the heart of man. There are witty inventions there. Yeah, I don't believe all the inventions that uh, could be made have been made. No, there are things yet unexplored. And when we pray in other tongues, your creativity becomes heightened. You design flyers. Why don't you spend more time praying in tongues? You see, if your spirit gets edified, it's going to affect your mind. It's also going to affect your body. Your mind is going to think sharper. When I'm going for an exam, you know, when I used to go for exams, I found out that if I spent a lot of time praying in tongues, after reading my book, of course, it becomes easier to think sharp, to think straight. You're going for an interview. Charge up your spirit. If your spirit is charged up, your mind is going to think clearer. Amen. Your mind is going to think clearer. Going to that board meeting, going to that business meeting, charge up yourself before going. Amen. Get endued. Get some enduo. Yeah, you're going to meet that lady to tell her you love her. Why don't you endue yourself with something before you go? Yeah, endue yourself. Endue yourself. So that there's something that is on you. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. She just finds you, my God. You're just looking more handsome. Yeah. And you're a lady too. You're waiting to be found. Eh, Pray more in tongues. Your spirit gets sharper. There's an aura you put out around you. There's an atmosphere. That you put out around you. That. Some people will just come into that first field. And when they get around that first field. They they, they will just hear God. They will just hear God. They will see in the spirits. They will see things. Amen. Praise God. Edify yourself. Charge up your spiritual battery. Build up yourself. Improve yourself. You are getting better. Listen. If your spirit is getting edified. Believe me your marriage will get better. Yes. Your performance in the other room will get better. Believe me. Because your spirit is built up. Everything works together. It will affect everything down. Yeah. You are defying yourself. You are building up yourself. You are charging up your battery. The more charged you are. Ah. (laughs) The charge. The Holy Ghost charge. You need some charge? Get charged. In the Holy Ghost. Amen. You'll be a better parent. You'll be a better husband. You'll be a better wife. You'll be a better child. You'll be a better person. The better I defied, the more built up you are. Amen. So we're talking about tongues. We took our text from Mark sixteen seventeen, where Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. Five of them he mentioned, but the second one in that list, he said they shall speak with new tongues. We also saw 1 Corinthians 14, 18, where Paul said, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all." Now, if Paul spoke in tongues more than the Corinthian church, he must have done an awful amount of talking in tongues, a whole lot of talking in tongues. And, you know, that same Paul said, I was not a wit behind the chiefest of apostles. He said, I labored more abundantly than them all. Yeah, he wrote more books in the New Testament than anybody else. He wrote more books in the Bible than anybody else. You know, could there be a link between how much that man was able to accomplish for God? The man did more in 39 years than any denomination has done in 500. Could there be a link? I suppose so. Amen. I believe so. So we said, number one, that it's the initial evidence of the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Yes, we receive the Holy Ghost by faith, based on God's word, but there is a manifestation. There is a physical manifestation there's an initial sign there's the bible evidence and what's the bible evidence it's speaking in other tongues every time people got filled with the holy ghost after the day of pentecost or from the day of pentecost they spoke in tongues now were there people who were filled with the holy ghost in the bible who didn't speak in tongues yes john the baptist was jesus was we don't have any record he spoke in tongues uh they they were filled with the spirit of wisdom don't have any evidence in spoken tongues and that's the truth in that dispensation in the old covenant or during Jesus' earth walk it's possible for a person to be filled with the Holy Ghost without speaking in other tongues but in this New Testament dispensation in this church age anytime somebody gets filled with the Holy Ghost there's an initial evidence and what is that evidence speaking in other tongues I also address this thing one author I love and respect so much he said how do you know you're filled with the holy ghost he said the way i know is because the bible says so and he's correct in a sense but this is it it's like you're believing for healing how do you know you're healed first Peter 224 says by whose stripes you were healed that's how i know but the time comes when the doctor now certifies that my faith has come to sight when the symptoms are gone okay how do you know you have that money you need i know i have it because the bible says i do philippians 419 but my god Shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So, the word of God is my evidence. Now, as I continue to believe God's word, and God's word is true, the time will come when my faith will turn to sight, where the money will manifest, where my account will show that I have the money, when I will have the physical evidence of what I'm believing for. I don't want the money to stay as a faith fact. I can't spend the faith fact. In the market, I can not give them the Bible as my evidence when they want pay, evidence of payment. I need to have made the transaction, yes. And as I believe the Bible, the money will come to manifestation. The same way, how do I know I receive the Holy Ghost? And you know, sometimes the devil will come to you and say, "Are you sure these tongues you are speaking is it correct? Are you sure it's really the Holy Ghost you have?" If the devil tells you that, just read him Luke eleven thirteen, where the Bible says, "If he then." Being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more shall your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to them and ask Him and tell Him, I have God's word for it. I asked for the Holy Spirit as God's child. I was born again and I received the Holy Spirit because the Bible said so. Besides, I have the Bible evidence. So, speaking in tongues is the Bible evidence. Every time in the Acts of the Apostles that somebody got filled with the Holy Ghost, there was an initial evidence. And what was it? They spoke in tongues we saw that and we said the second reason is that speaking in tongues is a means of spiritual edification he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself now that edification is not physical that edification is not mental it's spiritual how do we know first corinthians 14 14 for if i pray in an unknown tongue my spirit prayeth but my understanding is unfruitful first corinthians 14 2 for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God, for no man understandeth him. Remember, he's a man too. He says, how be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. See, one time I was praying in tongues, and then the devil said, do you even understand what you are saying? Then I told him, I'm not speaking to myself. The person I'm speaking to understands. See, what's supernatural is not who is doing the talking. Yeah, it's what's being said. Amen. I may define myself. I'm having a heart-to-heart conversation with my father. I'm talking with him. You see, when you pray in the spirit, two people can spend the same amount of time praying in tongues and one gets more out of it than the other. You know, have you noticed that sometimes in a prayer meeting, everybody's praying, there's a burden. Why is it that some people seem to be the ones who pick those prayer burdens and some don't? And why is it that, okay, let's say we get after the burden. Some people seem to know when the burden has lifted and they seem to be the ones who pick it up that the burden has been prayed through quicker than the others. Why is that the case? You see, are we not all praying in tongues? We are, but with, from different understandings. Now, we know something that if anything we do is going to please God, faith has to be mixed with it. And you see, the more understanding we have of the value of praying in other tongues, the more faith we'll mix with it, then the more we will engage it with understanding. And then the more we'll get out of it when we practice it. So that's why it's important to teach along these lanes. Amen. Well, the third reason, Why every believer should speak in other tongues is that praying in the Spirit or speaking in tongues reminds us of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. It reminds us of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. It makes you more Spirit conscious. It makes you more Holy Spirit conscious. It makes you more God-inside-minded. Now, in 1 Corinthians 3.16, The Bible says, know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. So what was Paul saying? He said, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? Now, if you are born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is dwelling in you. Well, you just may not know. You may not realize it. You may know in paper, but not really know it in your consciousness, in your living. So Paul was saying, guys, (laughs) Are you talking about? Don't you get it? Don't you realize that you are God's temple, His sanctuary, you are His home, you are His holy of holies, He he lives inside of you. Now, Paul still wasn't sure they had gotten it, so he wrote them again, First Corinthians 6 19 and 20. He said, What? He had to start that way. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God? And ye are not your own, said for ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You see, being mindful that the Holy Spirit lives inside me is going to help me in two areas. One is going to help my faith. If I'm conscious that the almighty God lives in me, I'll look the devil in the face and I'll laugh. Yeah, I'll be fearless, utterly fearless. It's going to help my faith. It's going to help my confidence, knowing that the greater one lives in me. First John 4 4 says, ye have got little children, and have overcome them. Talking about Satan and his cohorts. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So it's going to help my faith. But also, it will help my obedience. It will help my obedience. Being mindful that God is in me. You see, if I'm conscious of the indwelling presence... Of the Holy One, it will help me live holy. There was this lady, little girl, well, not too little, born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. They had a, a guest speaker in their church. Her father was a pastor, so they had a guest speaker, you know. And um, while the evangelist was staying at their house, one day the little girl acted up and spoke rudely to her mother. She just spoke rudely, stuff she shouldn't have said while she was. During that tantrum, this evangelist walked in and saw her. The moment she noticed that he saw him, she started crying. She felt embarrassed, you know. Well, he prayed with her, and then before long, she started singing in tongues, praying in tongues. He now told her, he said, listen, you felt embarrassed, right, that I saw you acting up. She said, yes. He said, but let me tell you, there's somebody more important than myself who also saw you, who is living on the inside of you, God himself, the Holy Ghost. He's dwelling within you. And you know that if you pray in the spirit daily, sing in tongues, worship God in tongues, and just spend more time speaking in tongues on a daily basis, you know, it's going to help you be reminded of the fact that the Holy Ghost is in you, of the fact that God lives in you. And just being mindful of that, it's going to help you curb your temper. She took him at his word and began to do that every single day. Some years after she saw that evangelist, she said, guess what? You know, I've never lost my temper again because I prayed in tongues every single day. worshipped God in tongues every single day. It's helped me stay conscious, stay mindful. It's helped remind me of the fact that God lives in me and that has affected how I've lived. Second Corinthians 6 from verse 16. The Bible says, for ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them. I will walk in them. I will be their God. They shall be my people. Listen, God is in you. God is making his home in us. God is making his abode in us. We are fortified from within. We have all it takes to face any challenge, to face any situation, to face any test, to overcome every single time. And the more we pray in tongues, the more mindful we get of that fact. Remember one time, you yeah, know, I was praying in the spirit just by myself. And then, um, just as an inspired thought, just as an inspired thought. So I was in Lagos. It was, um, it was one Saturday, you know, late, late afternoon, early evening. You know, just as an inspired thought, First John 4, 4 rose up in my heart. And I was just thinking on it. And Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you will condemn. I was somewhere around Amuwa Duffing, you know, around Fesstack Extension area. So I was just thinking about that fact as I was praying in other tongues. And then this thought that, look, no matter the weapon, the person who made the person who made the weapon is living inside me. You know, it was just a thought rising up on the inside of me as I was praying in the spirit. You see, I was being reminded that God lives in me when suddenly... Here came these two guys, you know, Uh, one of them came, I had a bag in my hand, had some very vital documents, had one Motorola phone in my pocket, one small blue Motorola phone. And then, you know, these two guys just appeared, you know, then one turned, went at my back. I was wondering what's going on. One stood right in front of me. The place was a little deserted. And the next thing I saw is that the fellow in front of me brought out a gun. They wanted to rob me, you know. But you see, because I've been praying in the spirit, I was mindful of the fact that God lives in me. I was mindful of the fact that the one in me is greater than the one in the world, and that no weapon formed against me can prosper. Because the person who made the person who made the gun, who made whatever, is living on the inside of me. You see, just before that happened, I actually was conscious of that truth. You know, well, the guy brought the gun, the other guy was. And I stopped him, you know, he moved back a little bit and shot at me, point blank range. Now, I'm not saying do what I did, you know, Uh, don't don't be stupid, don't be foolish. Your life is more important than your property. But, you know, there's a spirit of boldness. And when you spend time praying in other tongues, you become endowed with something. There's something that rubs off on you. Well, he shot and the bullet deflected. Of course, you know what happened? They ran away. I didn't lose a thing. In the course of the whole commotion, my phone dropped. You know, So I just kept feeling, I got to my sister's place and I told her what had happened. You know, But I said, thank God, it couldn't take anything. God protected me. But then I just got to thinking, my testimony is not full. My, my phone, my phone, my phone. I was thinking about my phone. Well, early the next morning, Sunday morning, I came out in Lagos, first stack extension. I went to that same spot and the phone was still there on the ground. Yeah, I picked the phone. Yeah, real life fact happened. Happened. Yeah. So you see, if we spend more time praying in the spirit, we'll be more conscious of the greater one who is in us. We'll be more conscious of the Holy Ghost who is in us. And believe me, it's going to affect the way we live. It's going to help us live holy. It's also going to help us live in faith, walk in boldness. Now, one of the things, when it comes to walking in the highest kind of faith, that we need to know is the reality of the indwelling presence of the Holy Ghost. Spending much time speaking in tongues helps remind us of that reality. Well, any other advantage to speaking in other tongues? I'll give a fourth one, and it's this. In Jude 20, the Bible says, but ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, praying in the Holy Ghost is not going to give you faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost is not going to build your faith. It won't. It won't. What builds our faith is God's word. But praying in the Holy Ghost will build us up on our faith. Now, it's not that some people don't have faith. It's not that they don't know what God's word says on certain issues. But, you know, sometimes we need a stimulant. We need a little push. We need a little encouragement to act on what we know. We know what God's word says. We know what to do. We know how to walk in victory. We know to stand our ground. But then there are times you've been standing your ground in a certain situation for quite a while and you're feeling faint, you're feeling weary, you know, and you need some help. Listen, praying the Holy Ghost. It will stimulate your faith. It will stimulate your faith. This is the deal. It takes faith to pray in tongues, right? So exercising your faith in one area is going to help you exercise it in other areas. Now, I've known of people who have been believing for healing for a while, and they were having a hard time taking a hold of their healing. And the same people got filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, and instantly the healing showed up. I've known of people who have been believing God for something for a while, and the manifestation just hadn't come. And then they decided, all right, in addition to holding fast my confession, in addition to meditating on the scriptures that cover my case, in addition to standing my ground, thanking God for the answer, I'm going to up the time I spent praying in other tongues. And the thing showed up almost right away. You see, it stimulates faith. It stimulates faith. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Let's spend more time praying in the Holy Ghost. Uh, What I encourage people is this if you are a very unserious christian you don't intend to become much in life you're just unserious as a believer you don't have plans to do something great then praying tongues at least 30 minutes every day you are, you're unserious you don't want to amount to too much in life you just want so that they won't say you didn't come you know the kind of who they call in my dialect you know that's a kitty i just spoke born and connie is work with them so that there will be plenty, you know, keep the number, keep the number. If you just want to be that kind of a person, 30 minutes every day is not a bad idea. If you want to do something more than that, at least an hour in other tongues, in other tongues, believe me, it's a good exercise. I heard something that Gloria Copeland said. Now they were defeated. Kenneth and Gloria Copeland, they were defeated. They were knee deep in debt. Uh, brother copeland owed, owed thousands of us dollars then in 1967 came to oru He was pilot for a then he heard of a man by the name kenneth e hagen and he began to come for his meetings and um, he got a hold of one message you can have what you say uh, as a hold of get as a result of getting a hold of that message he got out of debt and he began to prosper and things turned around in his life he was overweight he weighed over 250 pounds You know, but it got a hold of God's word, living in victory, overcoming the flesh, and all that, you know, things turned around. Then they said, the time came, things were fairly okay. But then, that there was this thing, when it comes to knowing God's will in a general sense, they knew it. But knowing God's will in the nitty-gritty details, minor decisions that needed to be taken, that they had somewhat of a challenge in some of those areas. Then in 1982, Kenneth and Gloria Copeland In this meeting, and Brother Hagen gave a prophecy. In the course of that prophecy, he said, If my people will spend an hour or two every day, a tithe of their time in the study of my word and in prayer, their life will be changed. It will be empowered. All will be well with them. And they'll be a mighty force for me on the face of the earth. Brother Copeland says that if you want to know the secret of the success of Kenna Copeland Ministries, that's it right there spending time every day in the word of God and in prayer she said she then decided she'll pray in tongues an hour every single day at least said was it easy no there were days it was pretty tough but she made sure she did it and she's done it ever since and it's made the world of difference child of God let's edify ourselves some amen let's charge up our spiritual batteries let's stimulate our faith let's communicate with our father yeah am I done with this of course I'm not Amen. I'll continue this, you know, some other time. But be reminded, let's pray in other tongues. Let's spend time praying in other tongues. You've been listening to Faith Radio, brought to you by the partners and friends of Ramaphate Nigeria. We offer training in God's Word and in the things of the Spirit for victorious Christian living and success and fulfilling ministry. Go to Ramanigeria.com to find out more on how to become a student or partner of Rama Bible Training Center Nigeria. Please call 081 01 166836. The number again. 081 166836. Kenneth Higgins Rama Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you.